This is the Win the White House podcast, connecting people around the world that can vote in U.S. elections and encouraging them to get involved. I'm David Schellenberg with me, Rachel Oyster, Chair and Vice Chair for Democrats Abroad in Canada's Capitol. Hello, Rachel. Hello, David. How are you? What's the topic today? Very good. <gasps> oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, the topic is... The platform. Democrats abroad, like every other state entity, puts together a platform and we're going to talk to two people who've been working on this very closely and find out what it is, how it works and where it goes from here. And joining with us on the podcast today is Fareed Benamour from Geneva, Switzerland and Sally Swartz joining us from Paris, France. Hello, Fareed. Hi. Hello, (laughs) Sally. Hey. Hi, Sally. (laughs) Hello from Paris. <laughs> uh, Fareed, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about the overall idea, the vision, the need for a Democrats Abroad platform. Sure. Um, so every state party, which Democrats Abroad is one, as, as uh, Rachel was mentioning, uh, puts together a platform. Uh, <clears throat> and this helps uh, shape the eventually the DNC platform and also is one of the, I think, the main mouthpieces in in these presidential years, especially when there's a presidential election, to uh, synthesize what are the priority issues and where uh, Democrats abroad, in our case, stands on on various issues. And uh, unlike resolutions, which tend to happen in the alternate years when there's not a platform being created, the platform is intended to be almost a philosophical guide kind of underpinning what our beliefs are as Democrats and and particularly what makes them unique uh, as Americans living abroad. Sally, what's your vision for the platform? To get people to read it. I think that's a kind of good vision. Um, And then I'd like them to all be happy with it and vote it as our platform. That will be happening on June 6th when we have our global meeting. And my vision after that is, uh, other than getting some sleep, would be to uh, put it into practice. And the way we do that in Democrats Abroad is first we take it to the platform committee of the Democratic National Committee and try to convince them to put in the, the DNC platform as much as possible from our platform. And sometimes they, they both go in the same direction, so there's not generally a need to fight on or, or lobby for too many positions uh, that are different from the DNC. One of the ones that we're really hot on is our taxation plank, which uh, it, it really puts us outside the scope of the Democratic, uh, the Democratic National Committee's platform because we uh, have issues with taxation, U.S. taxation, that other um, uh, people that live in the states do not have. But the, mm-hmm. the vision is, is, is to um, get it through the processes that it needs to go through and get it voted on. I, mean, I have a short-term vision. I'm also farsighted, so I can see a little bit further down. <laughs> and we want to make this into something. It's supposed to be a living document that's going to get us through the next four years. Right. Uh, and that's what I think it is. We just have to make sure that it doesn't go into a um, into a drawer somewhere, and that nobody and everyone forgets what we put in it. Um, so um, my goal is to keep it up there, keep it in front of everyone's faces, and make sure that it goes from being a document to a working uh, a working vision that inspires us through the next four years. And and you mentioned something in there that I guess we need to um, remind everybody. So we're recording this on May the fifth. Right now, this is just a proposal. 
That is correct. It's a working document that this committee is proposing to the three regional conventions, um, which are Asia Pacific, Europe, um, Middle East, and, and Africa, and the Americas. They will all take place on May 16. Um, and through, through talking through those conventions, we will get feedback, and it will then be uh, worked on a little bit more and then presented to the global convention for voting. But before it goes to the regional conferences, there is now a period of feedback where you're inviting comments from the members, right? That is yeah, correct. Absolutely. So any any DA member can go read the platform. It's on the website and offer comments to the committee. I gather the sooner the better because you're probably expecting a lot to come in and you have a very that tight turnaround. Right. Yeah. That's yes, entirely please. right. We've already we're getting, received, we're getting all uh, kinds I believe, of comments. all kinds. Yeah. Ah, Over I 500 comments yet. already, which oh is pretty God. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get in there before the thousandth person comes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lucky. Um, at least I, I'm lucky because my co-chairs and co-vice chairs are very good at getting things into form so that we can read through them. Um, mm-hmm. Google not being the best document source. So, right. so the, the comments come in through Google and then somebody other than me puts them <laughs> into an Excel form so that I can read them. <laughs> and uh, we even have the Excel form by plank and we can put it into by country and by person. You know, it's, it's all very data-oriented. We have a lot with the data. Wonderful. And so let's step back a little bit. There has been, there's a rather substantial style change from the last platform that DA yeah. put together. So I think, Farid, I think you, you might be able to speak to that a bit. He was instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sally. <laughs> no, God. Sally was no. instrumental. Well, tell Sally us how actually, this happened. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, yeah, I uh, wanted to, as Sally was m- mentioning, we, we all wanted to make sure that this document was read and not just filed away somewhere, which tends to happen, you know, if people are confronted with like legal, legalistic whereases and therefores, not that resolutions are a bad thing, but uh, it makes, makes it hard to read. And if this is to be something that um, everyone should read and remind us of why, you know, we're pursuing the things that we're pursuing. Uh, hopefully it can be well read. Uh, so we, we, we did a pretty dramatic shift uh, and it was about a six month process in making it more into a narrative style um, instead of, instead of a, a resolution style. So, so what coming with that narrative style also means that um we stopped referring, for example, to specific bills and specific legislation and instead trying to remove any sort of reference that could be quickly rendered anachronistic. Uh, you know, this is particularly evident. Um, uh, you read a platform and it refers to a bill that doesn't, you know, isn't in, isn't Got in the Got shut down a year right? ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we started six months ago and um, we started first by kind of canvassing all the different planks and, and boiling them down to uh, initially 20, now 19 planks. Um, and and at the same time, uh, uh, went to our membership with both uh, the kitchen table talk discussions that many Democrats abroad held around the world in their kitchens, and then also through a, um, a plank poll which invited uh, comments from any, uh, any person, any individual sitting at their computer uh, on any, any plank. And, and we received 
I think from about 1,100 respondents, thousands of comments on, on wow. the individual planks, which helped inform what what we shaped and and uh, made us really good at reading Excel spreadsheets to make sure that we capture all of them. You know, they did this to torture me. They wouldn't let me print anything. So they said, oh, let's use Excel so she can't print anything out. I had to get my glasses changed twice since I've been working on it. You know? like, how many more comments can we stick in an Excel sheet? And the question was infinite. Okay, there we go. Infinite comments. But we did. We got a lot of comments. And um, as I was saying earlier, we feel, I mean, it's just our four people's opinions, but we feel that we canvassed and received um, a lot of opinions and a lot of DA members um all of them could have participated, and many of them did. So we feel that we we really reached out to a lot of different um, people. Ferry, do you want to talk about our intersectionality uh, panel? Sure. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, this was another step in the process of trying to make our platform as inclusive as possible and, and make sure that we were really hitting every piece of DA. And, and so we also went to uh, one of our other co-chairs, uh, when, when Lynn Roth came up with the idea to, and I should also mention our other co-chair, Aaron Cruz, who's based in China and who um, unfortunately <laughs> also couldn't make this time slot. But um, sleeping. I mean, you know, we do allow for sleep occasionally. One of the challenges of being a global organization. Right, exactly, exactly. So so the intersectionality panel was a first this cycle where we uh, canvassed uh, all the caucus leaders and uh, some other uh, leaders who represent, um, you know, the diverse uh, spectrum of our party. Uh, to provide their input onto an early draft of the platform, and in particular, the planks that were most relevant to their uh, respective groups. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that was really helpful to make sure that the language of the platform uh, and those planks especially reflected the lived experience of Democrats living abroad, of, especially from those from underserved communities or minority communities. So we got it right. We wanted to get it right for, for all of our participatory collective groups. Um, we didn't want to make any mistakes, the wrong language, the wrong references, leaving people out. Um, and I think in that respect, um, I, I'm sitting at my desk, which is a glass top. Otherwise, I'd say I'm knocking on wood here. But um, <laughs> You I can use your head. Actually, <laughs> we're never going to get credit for it because you know, it's easier to criticize than, than, than praise. But we did. We did really, really, really reach out. Uh, wouldn't you say yeah. so for me? Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I was really proud of how open people were to um, – uh, sending in their suggestions, you know, just as a base of comparison, uh, I, I worked as an editor, well, volunteered as an editor on the <laughs> California platform for, for six years before I moved for the California Democratic Party before I moved uh, to Switzerland. And um, I just based my comparisons off of there, which, you know, is a, a much more populated state party <laughs> and not to say anything negative about the California Democratic Party, but I was really impressed by how how much more feedback we received uh, just in sheer oh, wow. volume. 
from Democrats abroad membership. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really great. You also said something in an early question session that I attended about the relative progressiveness of DA <laughs> globally, but also in comparison with California. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a, a, I guess, a question that I guess still remains to be uh, ultimately proven out. You know, at the uh, at the global convention, but uh, I was really impressed by uh, uh, Democrats abroad and how. I guess generally more progressive we are as a party, and I don't know if I'm stepping out of line by saying this. Uh, you know, I used to think that the California Democratic Party was the most progressive state party, but I was really, really heartened to see, you know, after attending regional conventions and global conventions for a few years, living abroad, um, the the type of content and how forward thinking it's been in terms of uh our, our priorities as a party. So we really try to help make the, the platform reflect that. And uh, here's hoping that it, uh, it ultimately all gets approved uh, and <laughs> at the global convention. Right. We are getting good feedback. Well, I mean, Absolutely. We, oh, good. We're, we're getting lots of, wow, it's really readable, which is exactly what we wanted to see happen. So yeah. from that point of view, and, and um, in all fairness, I think people are saying that the planks as they read through them, are complete. They cover, you know, most ground, and if not, we'll add to them. Um, So I'm very hopeful that we're not going to have a major issue when we get to the the, uh, global, global convention, but you never know. Now, Fareed, how many, how many people worked on this platform around the world? We were really lucky to have over 40 drafters from around the world uh, working as plank captains and co-captains, um, and who also mostly happened to be policy experts in the respective plank that they worked on. So it was a huge effort um, that uh, was really remarkable, I think. Yeah, and each each um, plank captain or co-captain, they they themselves had a group of people that were helping them draft. So mm-hmm. the forty were identified as the you know the heads of the planks, the, the primary drafters. But behind them or beside them were mm-hmm. um, I would say five times that. That's amazing. Oh, wow. So we Sally, like, how many how many planks did we end up with? We ended up with nineteen. We had twenty, but um, one of them seemed better if we uh, just deleted the plank and integrated the content into other, um, Mm -hmm. into the other 19 planks um, because they were becoming so wide in scope that we could take into account and there didn't seem to be any need for a separate, a separate plank. That plank happened to be social justice. And as it reads now, um, all of the, all of the um, aspirations that we had in the plank have been successfully integrated into the other 19. So right. I think we're pretty happy with that. That's and, and what are some of the, the key planks in the platform, uh, Fareed? Yeah. Um, well, the ones that seem to be the most popular uh, in terms of receiving comments and feedback were um, the democracy and elections plank and the environment plank, cool. um, as well as generally the Americans abroad plank, because that is pretty specific to our issues and, uh, you know, our specific policy priorities. Um but yeah, oh, definitely people are passionate about, of course, restoring integrity and trust into our uh, electoral system and, and, and restoring the dignity of, of the you know, administration and, and, of course, uh, saving, saving our environment so that uh, we can all live better. <laughs> so that we can all live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> get through the next day, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so, Sally, you had mentioned taxation was a big one for you. 
Well, it, it, in fact, it's um, Americans abroad um, have one huge beef with the federal tax code, which is many of us are taxed twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a complicated issue to explain, but for years we've been lobbying Congress through our tax um, task force to change um, taxation systems because the United States is one of it is one of two countries, and I won't even mention what the other one is because it's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> We've it mentioned it before called, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. Uh, I don't want to insult anyone, no. but, uh, I mean, intentionally anyway. No. Uh, we, um, we get taxed in the United States on our worldwide income, income being a, a broad term for any kind of money that comes into our pockets, whether earned or unearned. Um, uh, and whereas almost every other country in the world taxes their taxable citizens on where they live and where they earn their money. So that's been something really, really, um, really a, a principle that we've been lobbying Congress for, I mean, years, I would say probably 40 years for, wow. <laughs> for as long as we've been alive, Democrats <laughs> Um, so although it's not an essential issue for everyone in Democrats abroad, it is an issue around which we are very focused and very organized. Well, it touches every one of us because we all have that same obligation to file. Exactly. Um, but I joined Fareed in his, um, identification of environment and climate change and, you know, democracy and elections as something that is drawing um, much more attention than it ordinarily would have in years past. I would, I, I would express it in that, in that way. That's wonderful. That's what we're here for. We're here to make change and make sure that the corrupt yeah. system that exists goes away. So we're right. looking to pass a, let's call it a consensus document at the global yes. convention. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it goes to the DNC to be fed in some way into their platform. How does that process work? I learned through Sally and others that we, we've been successful, very successful in the past in terms of incorporating elements from the DA platform into the DNC platform, especially, I think, regarding uh, FATCA, which is um, financial disclosure requirement for Americans abroad in the DNC platform. But that that essentially works. And I believe that was Joe Small Hoover who represented us there. Um, it essentially works by uh, every state party gets to send a certain amount of members of the platform committee to uh, the DNC platform platform committee and in our case it's 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 one person um and there they they try to argue and persuade others to make sure that whatever our priorities are get incorporated and in our case I, i'm really excited by some of the um positions we've taken not just on issues that affect americans abroad but i think we've taken some really um I don't want to say, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, <laughs> fundamentally progressive positions, which... Uh, Get it out, Farid. <laughs> <laughs> things that, you know, may still be a little bit, you know, testing that boundary on whether or not it reflects the consensus of our party. But, uh, you know, it's up to the convention to, just, to decide, you know, whether issues like, uh, for example, anti-war, um, how anti-war are we, or how... Um, what was another issue? Gosh, Medicaid, Medicaid, Medi- yeah, Medi- uh, Medicare for all, yeah. which was of course passed as a resolution before. Does it remain that way in in, in our consensus documents? The a wealth tax, which is a really popular issue among 
progressive candidates. Of course, this cycle, uh, we've inserted a wealth tax in the platform. And, um, uh, you know, these are issues that are by no means easy, even as the most progressive state party to pass. So uh, if, if we're able to get it passed, uh, and, you know, these are just a small handful of the many progressive positions we've taken. Uh, if we're able to get these in the final document, then we can go and take that to the DNC platform and keep on pulling the, the DNC left. Yeah, I had no idea it worked that way. <laughs> That's why we're well, asking questions. It, most people don't realize we are a state party. If you keep reminding um, yourself that we are a state party, then it's logical that we get somebody to sit on the platform committee. We get someone to sit on the DNC rules and credentials committee as well. We just don't really um, think of ourselves that way. We always think of ourselves as kind of out there and disconnected, but we're, we're not. We're not at all. Um, we have members that stand for election and get elected to the DNC um, as representatives as Democrats abroad. So I think we're much more connected than we care to think about, um, which is a really good thing because, as Fried was saying, we get to lobby our views in all kinds of committees. But in this case, we're talking about the platform. So it would be the DNC platform committee. And, right. you know, see what happens. That in and of itself is going to be an interesting committee because mm -hmm. we'll see – um, how many of the views of the other candidates get taken into consideration? You know, as Fried saying, the wealth tax, for example, which was supported by Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, um, that was part of their platform. And we'll see if the DNC puts it in theirs or if we manage to convince them to do so. So I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then do they draft from scratch or do they take language from ours and language from Idaho's and, you know, Mech and uh, New Mexico and squish them together? They yeah, there's definitely not, a, not enough time to draft from scratch. They, they often do take from other parties. In fact, when I was at the California Democratic Party, uh, I remember we used to kind of brag that it took a lot of the California Democratic Party's platform and, and mm -hmm. incorporated it as the ultimate product. But uh, one thing I'm, I'm really happy about our platform this time around is we've matched the style of the DNC platform in yeah, this was... current iteration. So it's <laughs> going to make it that much easier to, for them to take, oh, look, this really well-written um, plank that talks about the wealth tax. We'll just take that and plop that in right, rather than right. starting from scratch. That was my next question. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Facilitate their supporting what we've written. Well, yeah, that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. You agree yeah. with me because I'm going to put it in words that you can't resist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay, this is, a, this is a really basic question. The DNC platform, does our candidate adopt it or is he obliged to run on it or does he adapt it? You mean our presidential candidate? Our presidential candidate, yes. Um, I don't, well, for the DNC platform, I don't know what that, the answer to that question. They run actually. parallel. Do you, Sally? They run yeah, parallel. Well, they, uh, the, the presidential candidate is part of, of Democrats, uh, the Democratic Party. So right. theoretically, yeah, the answer is yes. But that's okay. a theoretical yes. But usually the, it's easy because there's nothing in the platform that the candidate is against. This mm -hmm. time, I don't know, because um, if we are to assume that Biden will be the candidate, the nominee, excuse me, um, if a wealth tax went into the DNC platform, I don't know if he would get behind that. That's um, what I was wondering, that kind of yeah, level yeah. specifics, yeah. Um, the problem is, and to be perfectly frank, is um, despite all the hard work that goes into the writing of, of all the state platforms, um, and then the DNC, 
Um, hardly anyone looks at it after um, after the presidential election is over. Mm. Um, and even the platform itself at the DNC is adopted at the convention, uh, the Democratic convention. So this year it'll be the end of August. So right. um, th- nobody, to my knowledge, has ever, for example, nailed a presidential nominee because he or she, and it has been E, uh, um, has <laughs> been against, uh, that, that is uh, contradictory to the platform. Um, right. They try to. I'm sure all of them try to stay within the bounds. The question is, how liberal or how left leaning will the platform get? Because up until now, there hasn't been too much influence um, on the platform on on Bernie's, for example, views. Yeah. Um, some of them have, but not all of them. Yeah. No, and I think this is a part of just moving the the stake in the ground, I think, further to the left. And even if we can't hold like a purity test, I'm not saying that we wouldn't want, want to hold a purity test necessarily. <laughs> so that's kind of a scary term. What but, are you uh, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if we can just move the, like, the, the conversation as a, as a whole by moving the, the stake in the ground just a little bit more to the left, then I think th- that's uh, like a really good effect to have, even if... Uh, you know, people don't uh, actively necessarily read the platform. Um, a, a good example of this, and you know, I'll bring up California again, they started requiring every um, candidate that they put up for uh, statewide office to, um, you know, look at the and, and agree to the platform. Uh, uh-huh. Obviously, we, we can't do that as Democrats abroad because we don't have local candidates. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it does, I think, get used and read and, and it makes a good example, makes, though. It yeah. really is. It makes the whole space kind of shift, I think. It's just gradually, gradually each time, but I, I think we're, we're getting there. Right. Perfect. So, Sally, before we wrap this up, what, what's, what's the key next steps for people now? Well, for all of our DA members, it's to read the platform on the website and to send us their comments. Um, and while they're doing that, they should register to vote at <laughs> Um And they should make sure that if they'd like to give us donations, they should give us donations to Democrats abroad so that we can use that to get out the vote to uh, elect a Democratic president. And just so people know that link for the reading the platform and submitting their comments on the platform, it's democratsabroad.org slash platform. Right. And then on that page is that... Google form that Sally mentioned. So you you read the, you read the draft of the platform, then you click on the Google form and uh, you, you tell everybody what you think about. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) Now, Rachel, we're going to have to spend more time looking through this platform ourselves. We are. Well, I did start to read it and it is, as Fareed and Sally said, it's very readable. I I was enjoying it, but um, I haven't gotten through. It's, it's long. So you probably want to sit down with a glass of wine or something. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I (laughs) said A plank in evening, okay? A plank in evening <laughs> sounds perfect, or maybe even two. But yeah, I or think a plank in we did our be- we did our best to shorten it. I'll say, but unfortunately, uh, we couldn't get it that much well, shorter this time around. There's a lot to say, but yeah, and I think David, you, I think we need to dig into each of the planks a little bit, and maybe that'll be future podcasts. Absolutely, okay. that's a great idea. Uh, Farid Benamore from Geneva, Sally Swartz joining us from Paris, France. Thank you, you two. Paris Thank you. <laughs> Paris is France. <laughs> Ask the president, he'll tell you. 
thanks so much for joining us. It's been a Thank real pleasure. Thank you for having us. <laughs> really appreciate it. That's okay. Rachel Oyster of David Schellenberg. We're in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. This is the Win the White House podcast. <laughs>